Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Jesus, speaking to the Pharisees, said in John chapter 8, verse 44, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father will ye do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. In the beginning, Adam was created in purity and perfection, a son of God, part of his family. However, he chose to break covenant with the holiness of God, who is a spirit, and come into agreement with an unholy one, the devil. And in doing so, he chose to receive of that rebellious, unholy spirit, and the seed of unrighteousness was planted in him and passed down through his children from generation to generation, which is what we now call the inherited sin or sin nature. You see, God, who is spirit, according to Jesus, remember he told the woman at the well that God is a spirit and he seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God, who is spirit, sees family not in flesh but in spirit. Those who have the rebellious spirit of Satan are considered by him to be the children of the devil. And since we are all born of Adam, then we all have it. So then do we all need to be delivered from it? We need to be born again in the spirit. Therefore, when we choose to be crucified with Christ, who we were dies. We then receive his spirit through a new marriage covenant in which the two become one and are raised into newness of life, a bride of Christ, a new creation, part of a new family, children of God. But before we can become part of this family, we must first choose to leave the old one. Being once children of the devil, we must choose to leave our father's house and be espoused to Jesus. Abraham's father was an idol maker, making him a son of Satan, but yet God chose Abraham out of that family to be the father of many nations. Yet before he could bring him into communion with him, he had to first be willing to come out of his father's house. We read in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will give thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed." We fast forward a little bit in the narrative of the Bible and we see that God moved in mighty miracles of love and power for the Israelites in the wilderness. He showed forth his great love and care for them. 
He covered them with a cloud like a husband is the covering for his bride. He provided for them. He fought for and protected them. He did all that a good husband would do. He committed himself to them and asked that they commit themselves to him with a marriage covenant that we call the Ten Commandments. Yet before all of this could happen, they had to first be willing to come out of their father's house personified by that old Pharaoh in Egypt. These children of rebellion chose to leave the house of Egypt behind to become a bride and a child in the kingdom of God. Exodus 20 chapter 2 says, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And you can continue to read all of the Ten Commandments and see that they are but vows in a marriage. The first half being commitments and instructions in how to rightly love God with all of their heart and have no other lovers. The second half being commitments and how to get along with the family. That they have now been brought into. Abraham left his father's house. The Israelites had to come out of Pharaoh's house. And even Jesus went into the enemy's house to be espoused and bring his bride out. On the night before the crucifixion, he gathers his disciples in the house of Simon. Simon was Judas's father. Yet what Jesus did in that house that night was so profound and amazing that it still confounds hell to this day. You see, in the time of Jesus, in order for a man to be espoused to a bride, a supper would be held in her father's house. The groom and the bride-to-be would share a drink from a cup of covenant or agreement. She was agreeing to the marriage to leave her father's house and become one with her husband, to receive his name, to be under his covering, to become part of his family. When the disciples drank of that communion cup that night, they became the church, the bride of Christ. Everything that was his, he then willed to them and then died in their place as their covering to give it to them. This is the beauty of the new covenant of what Jesus did for us. But in order to receive of it, we must first be willing to leave our father's house through repentance and choose to be married only to Jesus. Him and him only. No other gods. No other idols. No other allegiances. No other lovers. We must give our whole heart, our whole life to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, a certain lawyer asked Jesus saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and everything commanded by the prophets. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus himself says this, If ye love me, 
keep my commandments. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 10, we read, In this are the children of God manifested, and the children of the devil. Whomsoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. In other words, those who do not keep this great commandment are not truly part of the family. Paul warned the church heavily of this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, he said with tears through the unction of the Holy Spirit, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, just as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtleties, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What simplicity? This is a mystery that is spoken of in Scripture, that we are truly His bride, and obedience to Him is not legalism, nor is it grievous according to Scripture, but it is love and thankfulness that we would desire to please Him and not desire to go back to Egypt or the house of bondage, that other family. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Paul says this, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord does for the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bone. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Remember that even Jesus had to leave his father's house to pursue us. We ought also be willing to leave our father's house to make a new life with him. My friend, remember this, that obedience to Jesus is not legalism or law. It's love. Be committed to your spiritual husband and thank him with your actions for all that he has done. Jesus, we thank you today. We worship you and we praise your holy name for all that you endured to take the blame for us, that you came from your father's house and chose to sit down in the house of Simon and become a spouse to us, that you might cover us from the punishment that we deserved, that was coming, that you might will to us all the power of the kingdom granted to you, that you might fill us with your spirit and bring us into a new family with new provision with new blessing, that we might carry your names as we call ourselves Christians. Let us remember the gravity of this 
and never do anything to bring shame or reproach upon our good and faithful husband. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to be the bride of Christ, but you've got to surrender, submit, and abide. Seek him. Sit with him every day and say, I'm willing to learn. What do you want to teach me today? What do you want to show me? What do you want to strip away? What do I need to lose? What do I need to improve? I want to be made better because that I love you. I believe you. And I want to be found ready to receive you. The true bride of Christ is faithful, is ever seeking to better herself in preparation for the wedding day, for her groom and her groom only. She is ever separating herself more and more and more from those things that would try to seduce her away from that which she is waiting for. She is a pure and faithful and humble and modest bride. Oh God, teach us how to abide and be a purified bride. No compromise, no spots, no excuses, no other lovers, a heart undivided. God, in that place of abiding, give us the instruction that we need as we draw up those deep waters to go out and feed the flocks to be willing to serve others, to serve the Holy Spirit, that he would find us at the well. Because you see, my friend, when the servant of Abraham came and Rachel was willing to draw up water for him, she offered, she said, let me draw up water for you and for all of your camels. Let us be willing to serve the Holy Spirit without desire for reward or attention, but simply because we have a servant's heart. Let me draw up water for you and for all of your camels. Even after that, I have drawn it up for myself and for mine, and I'm weary and worn out, still will I labor, still will I serve you, not because I have to, but because I want to, because I have a servant's heart, because that's the kind of bride that God wants for his son. He deserves the best, and we may not have much to offer, but we need to be willing to offer our best. Every last breath for your glory, Lord. I want to be found a bride. God, there is no excuse. You've made a way. You've given us the truth. So today we humble to it. We will pick up the word and use it to be made white. And as any true bride must, we commit to submit and abide. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.